Hello, welcome to the Mother Days. I'm one of your hosts, Teresa Palmer. And I'm the other one, Sarah Wright Olson. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> welcome to our impromptu episode. We were not meant to be recording today, this episode. <laughs> so this is a... Um, <laughs> Just uh, make it up as you go kind of episode. We did have a guest scheduled. However, uh, we think some wires were crossed and now we do not have a guest today. Um, so we're all prepped for that episode. And Sarah was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just record. <laughs> she pressed record. She's like, let's wing it and see what happens. That's right. um, but we have lots going on in our lives. <laughs> I love dropping F-bombs. I'm like, just... Fuck it. We're doing it. I, I couldn't even say just, it with power. Just, just fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you not swear? Do you think I, that's because of your upbringing? I'm sure. Being but a I do. Good I actually, I went through like a, a moment um, where I swore a lot and was like, mm, I'm just going to own it and like swear every time I would feel like a. <laughs> Every time I would feel like a little like pang of like, oh, God is watching you. And then like, you know, I still to this day, I cannot say GD. Sorry, can't do it. I've tried. Okay. Oh my and that? no, no, no. I can say, oh my God. But saying like, God, damn oh. it. <laughs> God. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> I get I, I get triggered when I hear if I hear one of my kids be like, God, I'm like, oh my goodness. 
Yeah. You can, oh my golly gosh. I know. You cannot say that. I do. I say um, Especially like, not in front of my mom. Uh, <laughs> I say gosh a lot. I say goodness. Like, oh my goodness is my go-to. And then oh I, I just always end up sounding so square. Mm. So square. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I do say that. But it sounds so funny, doesn't it? Oh my goodness. It does. Um, it does. I remember, I don't know if I've already told this story in the podcast. This is so bad. But anyway, so like you, I was raised religious. Yes. As everyone knows, if you've listened to the podcast. Um, and I like got into this group when I was 14. I was so desperate to like be, I grew up as the socks and sandals girl, which hilarious, by the way, because now that's really cool. But back in the day, oh, yeah. I was such a loser at school because I would wear socks and sandals and I would be like the kid that would go out handing out scapulars and miraculous medals to people and like literally <laughs> preaching the word of God. So everyone's like, ooh, who is that? Like, she's weird. I'm not going to play with her. So I had no <laughs> friends until I was about like 11. I had one best friend, Kat, but then her mum banned us from being friends mm. because her mum just didn't like me, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I, no friends and I was desperate to get in the popular group and I would try so hard and I had to like play on being cool. I had oh to, my God. I actually like wrote it out. Like, okay, the group was, I think I've told this story before, pig, which is popular in group. And I wrote all the dot points on how to get into the popular group. And one of the dot points was swear, learn how to swear because the cool popular girls swear. And I would kind of walk past the group and I dyed my hair platinum blonde like Christina Aguilera in Come On Over video, black streaks underneath with the red streaks. Get out. And I was like, woo. I'd have my mum iron my hair every morning so I no. looked like Christina. <gasps> I'd go to school. I'm like, today's the day. Today the popular girls are going to notice me. And then I'd kind of walk past and be like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and it felt so weird to try and say a swear word because it was so <laughs> against my religion. Or I'd be like, oh, fuck. It's just fuck this. And everyone's like, what? And then swear, I swear to God, they took notice of me. So like the really cool girl Stop in the group, it. she was like, oh, hey, what's up? No. And we started becoming friends. It was and that I got simple. to be in the group. <laughs> it was that simple. I just had to swear a little bit and have Christina Aguilera hair, got in the group. Oh, my and God. And then like I was just in this group with these girls, but I was the real life dork in the group. Uh. Like definitely the Dorcas Malorcas <laughs> in this group where everyone was kind of effortlessly cool and that was never my steez. That yeah. was just not who I was. Took me a few years to be like, mm, actually, I don't even really care about any of this stuff anymore. But I was excited for three years. Year nine to like year 11, mm-hmm. it was important to me to be in that group. And then afterwards <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, like just be yourself. All you have to do is be yourself. Mm. Anyway, there I we go. I love that. I was a floater, floater, like a total floater. Really? You were I, floater. Yeah, I floated between like um, the marching band group, uh, to the, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, that was my whole life was marching band. I was like, that was my passion. Right. So I was, I played flute and piccolo. Kinked up hair. Yeah. It was my kinked up hair with my wearing those like hats with the like plume thing on top or whatever. Um, my crispy white gloves and my, um, 
pressed uniform. I mean, it was my whole world was marching band. I was so diehard. And then, so I'd go back and forth between that group and then the drama club um, because we had like performances and stuff. Yeah. And it was great. I loved it. And, um, and then there was also the fellowship of Christian athletes. So that was another um, group that I was involved in. You can't make this stuff up, people. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I just like, I, I don't know. I I sort of like veered away from anything that would have been like normal to do in high school. And then I was just like, I was a floater. <laughs> I loved anything that was performance or like, you know, band or music or singing or just anything. I feel like you were the perfect pastor's daughter, though. That just feels all really very wholesome. <laughs> like you were making all these really sweet choices, whereas I'm like, woo, wearing like little mini skirts as like boob tubes and like, yeah, woohoo, I want to hook up with all the guys. Like, I had my that? time. You and though. I had different upbringings. No, I had my stint, you know, like I thought about this when we were discussing mm. some of this stuff, like the first time around in the podcast, I was like, oh, well, I kind of left out and I'm not on purpose just because we were like focused on whatever we were discussing at the time. But when I listened back to it, I was thinking like, well, I sort of left out my like, I guess, rebellious streak, which was, you know, when I like started modeling and I would like go to Hot Topic and buy like leather pleather mini skirts and like backless shirts, you know, and like um, and then try to wear like high heels. And uh, my parents were just like, oh, the devil has a hold of her for sure. 100%. 100%. Like she is <laughs> going down the wrong place. Oh my. And I God. mean, I was 16. I think my mom thought the same thing. I was 16 when I went to model in Japan and I lived there for three months during my like senior year of high school. And wow. so I was Did you like, have a parent with you or you just no, went? I went with my dad, went with me for four days. And then he left um, once he made sure I wasn't like, you know, getting involved in anything too crazy. (laughs) And then (laughs) and then he left to go back home. And I was like, you know, on my own in a model's apartment. And um, I just can't like thinking about that now, having three children and definitely having two girls. I'm like, what? My parents were maybe too young to like. I don't know. Like, I I love that they sort of wow. gave me the ability to, like, go do my thing. But at the same time, I'm like, what? I can't believe I went to Japan and lived there. I was living in Tokyo at 16. At 16. And I had my 17th birthday. Mm-hmm. I had my 17th birthday. I was, like, partying in a club in, uh, in Rapungi in Tokyo. And <laughs> I was dancing. <laughs> Dancing, drinking something called Crocodile Kisses, um, eating. My favorite thing was that this club made um, potato wedges, like these like French fries. And I would go to the – I mean, I'm such a food person. I'm such a dork. Like I love good food. But I would go there and like just pound French fries. (laughs) No. Yes. Like a perfect model. Yeah. Oh, I – was the opposite because the moment that the um the, I got a care package from my parents when I was there and my care package was full of like nutty butters, Oreos, like cup of ramen, like all this stuff, right? My um my modeling agent wouldn't let me have it. She like gave all the food away. And I was so what? upset. I was devastated. And she measured me every time I would come into the um to to the agency, she would measure my body and she would tell no. me like, "Oh, you're getting too fat." 
you know, she would tell me I was getting too fat. And so she would like pinch the fat on my belly and tell me that I was like gaining too much weight. (gasps) And, and what's funny is that I, instead of like going out and eating something healthy, I'd be like, well, screw her. And I'd go and eat at this place called Freshness Burger. (laughs) And I would order like a double cheeseburger and a side of fries. And I'm like, what is she going to do? Like, get rid of me? Like, she's going to send me back. (laughs) I I love that it's called Freshness Burger. Freshness Burger. Yeah, I'm sure it was very fresh. Um, And Mm, it was delicious. And I would yeah. eat there and then I would like, it was still eating from the 7-Eleven. They had Haagen-Dazs. So I'd like go down there at like three in the morning and like get Haagen-Dazs and whatever. I was just like all about the food. I was like the walk up fast food places in Japan. That's where I would go. But anyway, so I had my stint of like, you know, I had like one month when I was in Japan where I just like partied, went out, did the thing. And then it was so funny when I was tired of that and I felt guilty. Then I found a church in Tokyo. I swear. I found a church. I've never even told anyone. I don't even know if I told Eric. No, I think I did tell Eric this. I found a church. It was like a Baptist church in Tokyo and they had an English translator. (laughs) Oh my God, Sarah. I started going to the church. I was like, I have been having alcohol. I so need to I am in trouble. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm tired staying up late all the time going out like I'm tired and I think it's weighing on my heart. And I was like, it's definitely the oh. devil. And so I started going to this church. So I was like modeling and going to church and like just like living my life in Tokyo. And then I finally came back after three months and I was just like, wow, I really did it. Really went out and did it. And then, you know, found my way back to the church. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that it only lasted three months. It happened in another country. Yeah. Away from your parents. And then you came back like, yes, everything's great. Sort of. I love that my dad still thinks. I'm an angel or was an angel. My dad's still like, you were just a perfect princess angel. I was like, he, 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 little did yeah, you know. Little did you know. Oh, jeez. Oh, I know. I mean, and then it makes me worried about the children, our children. What Are we going to get any of that back? I mean, yours was very tame. That was pretty tame. Well, there was that and then I'm there was also like getting this back. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. 
Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, I also like had a, you know, I've had like four boyfriends and one of them was more of my rebellious stage. And so that was, you know, that there was a little bit with that. Um, that was like three or four months of <laughs> insanity. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We all kind of go through our thing, you know, and um, I do. But I do think about our daughters now because it's so different in this day and age, like having mm-hmm. girls in this day and age is like, you know, it's social media. It's like everything is like makeup, makeup, makeup <sighs> and like filters and all that stuff. So I feel like we have a whole new bag of like stuff to deal with with our kids. And like, what is it? I always make a joke that I'm just going to like move away and have a farm and we're just going to like churn butter and not pay attention to any, but that's just not reality. (laughs) So like, what what are you really going to do? (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard to navigate. I've obviously got a teenager and we like every few weeks, like all the mums, the mum, all the mums, all the many mums of him, <laughs> just me and Frankie. You and Frankie. And me, Frankie, Zach, and Mark. 
a little blended family, we'll be talking about like, all right, what are the new rules with the phone? Like yesterday she was at our house and she was like, I'm thinking six to eight. Should we do no phones from six to eight? And Isaac's like, no, mom, like what? <laughs> That's not going to happen. But it's all, you are constantly trying to like review the rules yes. and the boundaries and like, oh, are they spending too much time on social media? Like, should we tell them they can't use that? Or what sort of software can you inst- install in the phone to be able to tell you guys like what web websites that they're accessing and which ones you can, which websites you can turn off. I mean, it's just Mm. a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah. So, and we had like posters on our wall of like hot boys that we thought were good looking. And I would, Uh, it was so innocent. Like it was, did you have hot boys on your wall? Oh yeah. Did you? I actually, when I had hot boys on your wall. (laughs) I had a poster. Oh my God. Did, I don't know. Have I told anyone this before? I had a p- giant poster of Ben Affleck from, uh, <laughs> I swear. Armageddon. Armageddon. From Armageddon. Yes. Yes. I had that too. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. I was like. I had that too. I mean, that he movie. was so hot in that. <laughs> that is so oh, crazy. I'm being with Tyler. Oh, I oh, love the choice at the her. end, Bruce Willis. And, oh, oh, oh my was, god, I love her. I love don't that judge movie us. so much. Don't judge us, people. And everyone, <laughs> by the way, is like me too. I loved it. But how beautiful and the, and I give up forever to touch I know. you. I know. But like Iris is playing by the Goo Goo Dolls. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was the it was most so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I look back now, and it probably isn't the most beautiful movie. But back then for us, that was amazing. And he was so was hot. Amazing. And their love and their romance. And I just oh, came out of the perfect – I was the perfect age and that movie came out. I, know. I had – these are all the people on my wall. Okay, I had <laughs> I had girls as well as boys because I wanted to be the girls and then yeah. I wanted to kiss the boys. So I had Ryan Philippi from mm. uh, Cruel Intentions. Oh, my gosh. Who was so Loved hot in that, that movie. movie. I thought he was so good, uh, like a little bit naughty. So good. Um. <laughs> I had <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. I loved. Like he was from She's All That. That yes. he was so hot. Yeah. Paul Walker. Oh my gosh, my dream guy. Which funny story, Eric played, <laughs> was meant to yep. play the like version of Paul Walker in that funny um teen movie spoof, um, not another teen movie yes. that Eric starred in. And he played the Paul Walker character in that film and they actually look so similar. Yeah. And I was like, that is perfect casting. I and know. I remember seeing Eric and being like, whoa, that looks like Paul Walker. <laughs> like that's really good casting. Oh um, yeah. Who else? I Leonardo DiCaprio everywhere. He was all over my walls. Um, who else did I have? Oh, um, the boy band five, the boy band Backstreet Boys. Oh my gosh. Loved oh. me some Nick Carter. Same. I loved NSYNC. I had Backstreet Boys. I also really loved the movie. Um, is it called Empire Records? That was like one of my favorite movies. Yes. Do you remember that film? Was and that so with Tyler again? That was, um, oh my God. Who was in, was it Liv Tyler? I must have had a Liv Tyler thing. <laughs> Wait, I was it? I Hold on, I'm now I'm looking. Oh, yeah, it was Liv Tyler. Holy cow. And Ethan Embry, yeah. who I thought was so adorable. <gasps> Ethan Embry. Yes. I was like obsessed. Me too I from Can't was, Hardly Wait. He was so he was cute so good in, that. in that movie. Like adorable. So cute. Oh, my God. It was just. Oh, my I, gosh. But that Jennifer. Was, okay, so 
Jennifer Love Hewitt was my favorite. Oh. You know when you had people on your wall and you're like, yes. I want to look like them? Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt mm-hmm. was the girl that every night, this is when I was so religious, I would pray every night to look like Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's who I wanted to look like. And when I oh smile, my God. see my smile? Yeah. Look at my were, smile. You are trying see to do her smile. Jennifer Love Hewitt smile? <laughs> it's got the same little dimples down here. And I'd go to school and I'd do the smile and I'm like, I'm Jennifer. I'm Jennifer Love Hewitt because she had this like little pointy chin when she smiled with these dimples down below. And oh my I God. have the same pointy chin with the dimples down below. I'm going to do, when this episode comes out, I'm going to yeah. do a photo of her smile <laughs> and my smile next to each other. And I would, that was like my claim to fame at school. I was like, the Jennifer Love Hewitt smile. Three, two, one, oh, go. And I, do I it mean, again. that is so amazing and so <laughs> funny. And it just makes so much sense for, for the Teresa that I know that you were like, like that's it. I'm manifesting it through my prayers. <laughs> like that is what you yes. wanted. So Jennifer bad. Love Hewitt. It uh, was oh my so god. Good. I mean, it was days, like nineties. Yeah, it was 90s the nineties, which is like I think that's why I loved Empire Records so much. Is because like it had everything in it. It was like that whole that vibe. Like everyone was so cool. I wasn't cool, but I was like, oh, I loved <laughs> music, and I just was like. I mean, mm. the girls were like so. I just loved it. I'm like playing with my hair. I was so. I, it was amazing. And 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 the guys I in it were it. like the fish out of water. You know, I like love a fish out of water. Totally. Like a guy that like maybe wasn't gonna get the girl. Like that's the guy that I'm always like, yeah, go for him. <laughs> and so, what were your like top five favorite '90s teen movies? Oh my gosh. Um. Well, that's one of them. Um. I loved Goonies. Um, What about Bring It On? I'm sexy. I'm cute. I'm popular to boot. I'm bitching. Great hair. I liked Bring It On. I really loved um, Can't Hardly Wait. She's all that. Um, Same. Same. Like 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You. So good. Um, That was so good. Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. Um, Those were just like the movies that I would – but also the music. Like I – would lay on my bed and like hold on to my four non-blondes album and sing that song like over and over again. (laughs) And my dad found it and he was like, what is this garbage? And I was like, I love it so much. And my friend had given it to me at school because of course, like I couldn't go buy it. And it definitely wasn't at the Christian bookstore. And so, yeah. And so I was like, I wanted it so bad. And she gave it to me and I was like, so into it. I had a little CD player and, um, and he threw it away and then told me that. Yes. And he he told me I couldn't listen to, um, the like normal, whatever that station was like 98.6 or whatever on our station that like played all that music from the nineties that I loved so much. I could only listen to the love songs with Delilah after dark, or I could listen to Christian music. (laughs) And that was it. Oh my God. Uh, I know. I just said God. Oh my golly gosh. I know. (laughs) But anyway, so much nostalgia. Nostalgia right now, guys. So much 90s. Oh my gosh. What were your favorite things? Like, give us your 90s, like, 
you're just, this was live and die by these films or people or what? Give it to me. Um, Cruel Intentions was everything for me. So just good. Everything. And you, all yes. the words. So I, many like, tears. I was either Team Sarah or Team Reese. Ugh. I loved it so much. Like so colorblind. Good. Like the sex scene had such an impact on me. Yeah. Between Reese and Ryan Philippi. Oh. Because I was like, oh my God. Because it was really <laughs> tastefully shot. And I was like, oh my I God. thought I you meant like, the girl kissing scene. Oh yes, with Selma Blair and and Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's I'm iconic. Like, that had an impact on me too. <laughs> oh, it did me too. By the yeah. way, I started making out with all my girlfriends after. I was like, I was oh, seriously like yeah. we would go out to parties like Cruel Intentions, totally. and me and my friend Elspeth. If she ever listens to this, she'll lol because she knows it's so true. <laughs> me and Elspeth would be like three, two, one, hit it, and we'd like start making out in front of the boys because. We knew that the dude's like, yeah, woo, go for it. And then it would be like, oh, I'd start making out with the next girl next to me or then the next girl yeah. next to me. And it was so, it was so performative. I yeah. cannot believe. So but performative. It mm-hmm. was, it felt so like daring him. I know. I was like being so naughty because so obviously risky. I was very Catholic <laughs> or my mom was very Catholic. Yeah. And that was, that was in my rebellion time. I love um, it. Definitely found a little bit of weed marijuana mm. around the same time but it was these these movies were so uh, just nostalgic and they made me want to be an actress like, what about I romeo and juliet and I was like romeo and juliet oh, with leonardo caprio the fish tank scene beyond 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 the beyond, fish beyond. tank i was ruined with his hair and it was all wet and the mask and the Oh, I was ruined too. I like, was like, out. forget about it. That's that's and it. And it's all those feelings <laughs> you're having as a teenager where you're like, you're like feeling like crushes on people and you want to like yeah. kiss and you want, and your sexuality is starting to bloom. And then these movies come out with these kids our age in it. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> the other movie was Dirty. I watched Dirty Dancing 8,000 times. I tried to learn the entire dance in my bedroom. I remember practicing it constantly. <laughs> I would like rewind the videotape and then go back and I would be like, okay, okay. And then you put your arm up and then he does this. And then I would like, you know, I would just did it so many to times. Did you want to yeah. perform it well, at like a party? We did end up performing it. Um, but oh like with a, there were so many of us at this show. It's called like the really big show or something. There were so many of us that wanted to do that dance that we um, – there was like nine of us that did it. And we all wore like black mini skirts and like really tight tank tops. And, um, and we were with our boyfriends. And so we all learned the dance and we all performed it except for the like lift at the end. Um, and it was so fun and amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, I think that's the, yeah, that was it because, well, I was learning it way before then though. I mean, I was like a kid when I first started watching it and it was like obsessed. It was so good. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of like when Bring It On came out, I learned all the dances yeah. from that movie. And then, because we are we grew up in Australia, so cheerleading for you guys is a normal thing. Like in Australia, we don't have cheerleaders. That's just not a thing. It's an American thing. So we all grew up, like me and my friend Marie, we were like, right, we're going to learn all the dances. 
And then we we tried to petition our school in Adelaide, our Catholic school, to let there be a cheerleading team. We didn't even have a football <laughs> team, but we were like, we just want to have cheerleading. And then I remember them being like, girls, this isn't America. And we're like, but why can't it be? Why oh can't God. it be like America? We should have a cheerleading team. And we went and got like... 300 signatures around the school from other girls who had seen Bring It On who wanted to start a cheerleading team at Mercedes College. Oh and gosh. I was like, no, it never happened. I remember John Fanning, <laughs> oh, bless his heart, he's deceased now, but he was our um, the principal at the school for the high school. And we like went to him like really officially and we're like, here's the petition. These are the names of the girls that are going to start in the cheerleading group. Have you seen the movie? Bring it on. Have you? Because it will be a little <laughs> bit like that, but without the competition. Um, and then no, it was a, it was a flat no. Um, oh my but gosh. goodness. It was to me like talking about this stuff and feeling these feelings, even though I was getting the reflection back, like, Oh, she's so rebellious. It's actually pretty innocent when you consider what our kids are going to have access to at the same age. And that's the terrifying part for me. It's like, oh, we had all of this just within the schools, like with our school friends. We didn't have this online wider community that we had access to all over the world, that we had pen pals if we wanted to reach someone in America. So it's just, it is a scarier climate, I think, having children. And, you know, you can't help but sort of wish that some of that innocence was still around for when our children are growing up. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I I guess it's just like the big thing. It's like, are they going to, when are they getting cell phones and social media and all the things? Because that's the, that is when it opens it up even more. I mean, it's a lot of kids get it at an early age. So like they'll see some of it before we even allow it into our like kids' hands because their friends are going to have it. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I guess it's just like constantly we're going to have to continually have this conversation with them. And um, because it definitely before was just us like watching – movies or reading magazines or like books or like whatever it was that felt naughty or, you know, we were like able to keep it pretty, um, gosh, it really, really was like more PG than we probably even remember it. Because when we think back, we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. we were being so rebellious, you know, totally Um, reading Dolly Doctor, which was this Australian magazine, Dolly. And there was a section called Dolly Doctor and you could write in and you could be like, help me. My vagina has leakage. What does this mean? (laughs) And they would print it and you could be like from like, you know, curious Caitlin. Um, and then they would print it and we would bring Dolly Doctor to school and with all the like boys in our class we'd laugh at all the things like oh one boob is bigger than the other or whatever and we were like hee 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 it's so funny but like we thought that that was so such a big crazy deal Dolly Doctor and then of course it's like so innocent Um, I have a funny story to tell you something that happened this week tell me it happened two days ago so Mark and I, we have gotten into this routine where we wake up around 6.30 with the kids. And if we're, if it's a weekend, Bodhi comes in when the kids are awake, when the boys are awake. He'll come into he'll knock on the door, he'll come in, and he'll come and take prairie from us, and then Aww. they'll all play downstairs, and Mark and I can have a lie-in for another 30 minutes. So it's That's been this nice. thing, and he... 
It's so sweet. And he keeps doing it and he keeps knocking on the door. He's like, do you want me to take her? Like, I really like it. Like, I really want to play with her. It's really fun. We'll play babies, blah, blah, blah. So we, I was just kind of awake the other day and he did it. And I was like, oh, you don't have to take her. It's fine. And he was like, no, no, I want to take her. I was like, okay. So he took her and then the four of them were downstairs. And anyway, Mark and I were like, hmm maybe some time for some row row. Like this doesn't happen that often in our yeah, house. I mean, we you never have a lot find of children. time to be out yes. of shebang. <laughs> yeah. And they're on the, so our house is over three levels. So we're on the top level and they're at the very bottom basement level. And I always have him put the baby gate on so that they're just staying in there. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like we probably have like 10 minutes. Like he, 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 let's like go for it. So we start going for it. We're in bed, blah, blah, blah. Oh no, oh no. And, um, we're like kissing and whatever and we're like come to the conclusion of this thing and the door handle, I hear the door handle like <gasps> and the door start to open and instead of just like collapsing down and pretending I was asleep, I did the craziest thing. It oh, was no. just an impulse. I literally threw myself up in the air <laughs> off of Mark into a stunt roll. Stop and it. Poof, like landed on the, like threw myself so high and far, slammed into the wall <laughs> with just a naked bottom half and Stop like my, my pajama top on, <laughs> my Christmas pajama top on. And I'm on the ground in a ball and Bodie's like, mom, what? wait, what just happened? Oh my and then God. he ran over and I was on the ground being like, I fell. I, I, and then he grabbed the doona off of Mark, ripped the doona back off. What's the like, doona? What's the doona? You, the doona, the quilt. Oh, the quilt, oh okay, like, okay. Ripped the cover off of Mark. <laughs> okay. And Mark's like hiding his willy. Stop it, stop it. like, oh, you, you, were you, you were sexy? Were you, were you doing it? And I was like, what? No. And Mark's like, no. And I'm like, no. And I'm on the ground. He was like, but why, why are you, 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 you jumped off dad. You were, you were definitely. And I was like, no. Oh my God. You know what happened? Dad was asleep. He was fast asleep. I went to hug him. Mark, why did you push me off the bed? Like you, you sort of pushed me off the <laughs> no. bed. And then I realized like, oh my God, now it seems like Mark threw me violently off the so bed. And, and then Bodhi's like, why did you do that? Why did you do that to my mum? And then I was like, no, he didn't. Actually, he didn't mean to. I was just on top hugging, giving a hug. He was in the sleep. He was dreaming about um, being attacked by an animal and he thought I was the animal. So then he kicked me off the bed and then Mark's like, I thought mum was the animal. She was, I was, I was asleep and she, she was an animal. And I, so I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you? And I was like, Mark, you really threw me off the bed. Anyway. We went with that story and then afterwards Mark was like, I think that was not the best choice. I think the best choice would have been <laughs> hug me in the moment, just pretend we're sleeping. He's like, what like <laughs> compelled you to launch yourself off so we're both fully exposed? And I was like, it was an impulse. I just wanted to get as far away from you as possible and that meant throwing myself violently onto the ground half oh, naked and that's my what God. happened. You were, anyway. you like reverted back to your childhood self that was like, you weren't allowed to be having, doing the sex yes. thing and you were like doing jumping out of the window. <laughs> mortified, I, mortified. And he came in, oh he God. saw, he kind of understood that. Like at first he was dead set, you were sexing. Then it was like, 
dad, why'd you do that? And then it was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Ah, hey, everyone, dad thought that mum was an animal and like threw her on the ground. And it was like, mum, I ran in and you had this crazy look on your face and you were just like flying through the air. Oh my God. It was God. so weird. I, was I like, cannot. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. Anyway, he he bought it. He bought He totally just thinks that that's what happened. But the reason he came in was because we're toilet training right now. And I had said to him, and we all know we're all toilet training prairie. She just turned 20 months. So she oh doesn't gosh. wear a nappy during the day now. She's <gasps> We do lower naked half and she she goes on the potty. She does her poos and her wee's in the potty. So when she goes potty wee wee, everyone knows we need to take her to the potty or hold her on the toilet. And Bodhi couldn't find the potty. So he ran up in such a panic because she was saying potty wee wee, potty wee wee, and uh, was trying to find the potty. So it was so innocent. He opened the door trying to find where the potty was and he copped an eyeful. So anyway, <laughs> hope he isn't scarred. I think that's a good thing about having two actors in the family is that we could oh really act God. it convincingly. Oh, oh my God, what a crazy oh, story. That this he's convinced happened. of something. That's going to be in his memory bank oh when God. he's older and he's going to be like, wait, maybe the animal Wait attacking my dad wasn't the animal attacking my dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god anyway. i mean we oh. i actually had the same impulse one time um when when we had a similar situation and thankfully no one actually walked into the room it was just like a turn of the handle to make sure the door wasn't locked because like Esme gets nervous that the door is locked and so she turned the handle but she didn't actually push the door open and we were like you know whatever we were doing I ran I jumped up (laughs) and ran (laughs) I ran across the bed over into the bathroom and closed the bathroom (laughs) door And Eric was like, Sarah, you look insane. Like it actually looked like you were doing something wrong and you were running away from it. He's like, what is your problem? And I was just like, I don't know. That was my instinct. I just like jumped up and I was like streaking, you know, like I was like streaking through (laughs) (laughs) into the bathroom. But I mean... I remember when my brother, my my brother was like hiding under my parents' bed and then the bed just like was an old bed and it just started hitting his head because they were like had started going and then my brother started screaming and he was screaming, stop, don't do it. And he like ran out of the room. He was just trying to scare them as soon as the lights went off, but like it didn't oh work. Oh my gosh. But I just, it's embedded in my memory because my brother and I like, he was like laughing, crying and then we were both just like laying in my bed bed like could not stop hysterically laughing but remembering that I'm like I can't I don't want to traumatize my kids <laughs> no I know I'm mortified so oh afraid. my gosh oh my god families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wait, so you're toilet training your 20-month-old, um, which is mm -hmm. kind of amazing because as we've talked about all the things in this podcast today, um, we probably <laughs> should also talk a little bit about things that we can do in terms of care for our children. Um, so <laughs> I just wanted to tackle that because um, I feel like people start toilet training at all different ages, but um, yeah. sometimes people wait until their kids start sort of like asking or noticing or like noticing that maybe they're starting to pee in their diaper and they're like, oh, pee pee or poo poo. Mm -hmm. And then and, or sometimes people start even way before that where they like, you know, take off the diaper and make noises and hold them over a potty or they wait until the, they're like yeah, going to go to elimination communication. Yes. Or they wait until they're like going to preschool and they're like, OK, we have to potty train them now. So mm -hmm. like what do you do? You usually start before they're noticing it. Do you do it when they're not? Because I know mm -hmm. that you're very Australian way of doing this. So so inform us. Yes. Let us know. Yes. Well, I. I started doing this because my nana potty trained me when I was 18 months old. And so I was potty trained night and day at 18 months. And I was wow. like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. That's so young. Um, and then when I had Bodhi, I was reading a lot about it. And they say that there's a window where it's easiest. And I don't know. I don't know who they are, but from what <laughs> I've read, from what I read, and we look, we take this with a grain of salt. But yeah. It has applied for me. So between the ages of one and a half and two and a half, if you can get in with solid, solid potty training during that time, you can pretty much train them fully night and day. Mm -hmm. um, the later people leave it, the longer it takes. And I have a couple of friends right now who are dealing with kids who where they started at about two and a half, like closer to three, and they've got three and a half year olds who are only wanting to poo in a nappy or in a diaper. So they yes. have to put the diaper on for the kid to poo or the kid getting afraid to poo. And it's like the only way they'll do it is if you put it, go and put a diaper on and then they go remove themselves, poo in the diaper. Yeah. So I, a good friend of mine was at my house recently. She's like, oh my gosh, this is what's happened. And I'm like, look, you're not the only one. It's happening across the world. Yes. Like it's happening all over. So no I more. just was like, look, the moment my kids start noticing, even understanding what the word we is and what the word poo is, that's when I'm going to start introducing the potty. What is the American term for a potty or do you call it a potty? I call it a potty. Yeah. You call it a potty. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was like something in Australia we say nappies you guys say diapers I was like yeah. I'm sure I'm just saying the Australian terminology here but yes potty so I bring the potty out around it's usually around 17 months with each child and um we start just talking about the potty sitting them on it getting them comfortable reading a book with them sitting on it um whatever it is and then Every time I change them, I'll point to what's in their nappy and be like, wee-wee or, oh, poo-poo, and we just start labeling it. Then I start noticing with my kids at around 18 months old, 
they'll hold their nappy and be like, wee wee, as they're weeing. Oh, wow. Poo poo, they'll tell me they've done a poo. And I'm like, okay, cool. So now they know what this thing is. So then we have uh, nappy free days. We start just doing nappy free days where if we're at the house and we're not leaving, they'll have their top half on and then they'll have their bottom half off. And I will be around for the first couple of weeks, um, be, stay close to them and just constantly sort of put them on the toilet, uh, put them on the potty, wee, 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 wee. And eventually they'll do some wees on the floor, but eventually they'll do a wee on the potty. And when they do the wee on the potty, you go crazy with excitement, like cheering the whole family gets involved. Everyone comes around patting on the back. We, the first few times we started giving treats, we were doing treats as an incentive, (laughs) which my Nana did with me. Um, so I'd be like, here's a lollipop, here's a, whatever it is. Um, and then you can phase that out after the first few times that they do it. And then it's just like the excitement that everyone has with them going on the potty is enough, it's an incentive enough for them to want to keep doing it. So all the kids were, oh, they weren't really different ages. Like Poet is probably the same age as um, as Prairie. I would say Prairie is pretty much there. She's still having some accidents on the floor. Like when we were over the other day, she couldn't hold. I went to the toilet in front of her and she peed on the floor. <laughs> um, but she... Every time, if she's not wearing a nappy, every time she will pee on the toilet. I'll hold her on the toilet and she'll wee if she tells me. She's just started pooing. That took a little bit longer. She would hold her vagina and go wee, wee, and then she'd go on and she'd be like, no, uh, all done, and she hadn't done anything. So then she'd do it five minutes later. She'd be like, wee, wee, and so I always knew that that's actually a poo coming, Yeah. and I'd put her on and she didn't do anything. So I would just be patient with her. Then she'd finally go on the toilet and I'd see her pushing and she'd push out a poo, and then that was such a big celebration. So now what I do is I have a potty on, so we've got three stories here. So um, we have a potty on every story and in the Australian house, we'll have a potty in the two main sections of the house. So we'll have a potty sitting on the floor in the kitchen and we'll have a potty sitting on the floor in the lounge room. And she now takes herself to the potty and she makes a really big deal of picking it up and emptying it. And she says, bye-bye to the poos, bye-bye to the wees. And she really enjoys flushing it. So that's what we've done right now. We still put a a nappy on her at nighttime because she's been waking up with a wee in her nappy. But I've also started to understand her, like her cycles, how she works. So as soon as your kid wakes up, they're probably going to do a wee. Mine always poo in the morning. That's just something that my kids do. They wee and then they poo afterwards at some point within about five to 10 minutes. So I can predict when she needs to go and I can make sure I'm around and that there's a potty around for her. So that's how we've done it. Um, And then at some point, probably in the next few weeks, we'll do a ceremony of saying goodbye to the nappies or the diapers. Um, And we'll like show us putting them in the bin and we'll transition her into the undies. For her, it's interesting because undies probably feel like a diaper. And I did try this a a week or two ago, but she wasn't ready for it, where I put the undies on her and she weed through it as though she was wearing a diaper. So I'm going to try that again in a week or two where I'm starting to 
remind her that she's wearing underwear as opposed to a diaper. And it doesn't, it has a thicker middle. Um, you can get these ones called Hannah Anderson training undies and they've got that thicker middle. So if they start doing it and they feel the wet, they'll remind themselves to go to the bathroom. Anyway, so that's been my journey with it. Poet was 20 months, um, although she wore a diaper up until two and a half at nighttime. Um, but during the day she was completely potty trained, but for whatever reason, I think she's a deeper sleeper. She was still weeing throughout the night. Whereas the boys, we trained night and day at 21 months and, um, Prairie, we'll see if she'll be trained at, at nighttime as well, but it's going really well so far. And that's been my journey with it. That's amazing. I mean, I always loved getting advice from you because, um, you know, I was, I sort of like was following Wyatt's lead when I had my first and then we carried, I remember so distinctly and I'll have to put this picture up for this episode, but while I was filming American Made, Wyatt was potty training. And so he was um, like, we had it in my trunk of my car. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so then like when he had to go, I would just like put him on the potty in the trunk of the car because we were just always on the go when we were shooting that film. And so I didn't know if I was going to be near a bathroom or like if we were going to be in and out of a trailer. And so I just I ended up having it with me and it was so cute. And so, so there's great. like this great picture of Eric and Wyatt sitting in the back of a the the trunk of the car. And he's like, yes, peeing. I remember that. <laughs> and I feel like we worked it into the movie, too, because everybody thought it was so funny and so cute. So we had like one of our kids peeing in a potty in the back of a trunk of the car. I feel like that's in the film. I know we oh. shot it, but I feel like it's in there somewhere. Um, but anyway, and then it was interesting because each kid was so different. Like, um, mm-hmm. Esme, you know, the moment that she was starting to talk about it and I don't remember what age she was exactly, but then we went, uh, I like put her on the potty and she started to pee on the potty and she was like, yeah, I'm done with, like, she was like done with diapers and, um, <sighs> she peed on the potty and then never peed at night again. And never peed in her diet. It was like so bizarre. She only has an wow. has had an accident when she um, is starting to get sick or has a fever. And then that it's mm-hmm. like she'll have an accident when she's sleeping. And then everybody's like, whoa, that's so weird. Because like Esme never has an accident. And then she'll like have a fever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she was sick, yeah. you know. But otherwise, she just like was potty trained like over when they say overnight. Like that was the weirdest, like so overnight. And then winter is a bit more like she poops on the big potty. We call the regular potty like the big potty. And then the little potty is where she pees. So she always wants to poop on the big potty and then flush it. And then the Mm. little potty she pees on and then she makes the thing about dumping it out. And we did that sort of same thing as you. And she still kind of pees in the night. So I have a, a diaper on her at night, but I really keep it off of her during the day. She wears undies when we go places. Um, But each kid, it was like different ages and a different progression And I think the biggest thing is sort of following their lead. You know, if you're not following Mm -hmm. some specific book or thing that you're like, okay, I really want to do it this way. um, I've kind of just followed my kids lead and seen like, what are they ready for? Okay, maybe they're not ready for that yet. All right, let's try this. And it's just a little bit more of like trial and error and see, you know, okay, should we try something now? A few more, you know, a few weeks later, we'll try this. The same thing you're talking about with the underwear, um, you know, winter 
Spencer really loves to wear underwear. And so she has them on. And like the first couple of times she had accidents in them and then she was fine. They were dry. And now yeah. she'll wear them during the day. And if she pees a little bit in them, <laughs> it's so cute. She'll go. Um, she always says, tooting is normal, right? And I always go, yeah, tooting is normal. And I'm sure she like got that from, you know, the kids or something. Like if she like tooted or whatever, then she's like, oh, tooting is normal. And then, and then she'll also say, pooping is normal, right? And I'm like, yes, pooping is normal. And she's a little bit more. I loved her the other day at my house. Yeah, she's more afraid of pooping. We all knew she needed to poo. I know. And so, you know, when she has to poop, she really wants me to hold her because then she won't feel it. And I kind of do this thing where I keep talking to her and I, but I'm like, oh, I just have to do this one other thing. And I like have her follow me around because if she's moving her body, then eventually her body needs to just go poop. But if I'm holding her, then somehow she can like hold on to it more. Um, So I kind of let her like follow me around and I just keep talking to her or I hold her hand and then eventually she'll be like, "Ah, I'm ready to go. And then I like put her on the potty and then it's, you know, done. And um, that's been a really funny back and forth process too, because she's either been afraid of pooping or she poops just fine. So it's just like, it goes back and forth with the pooping and I don't, I don't really understand it, but I'm just kind of following her lead. And I keep telling her like everything, it's all, you know, pooping's normal. And this is, and it feels so good. It feels so good. good. And doesn't your body feel so much better? And then, you know, she'll be like, yeah, it does. And then we try to remind her of that the next time when it seems like she's getting nervous about it, then we'll remind her like, oh, you know, it's, it feels so good afterwards, right? And then she's like, yeah, it does. Totally. You know, so we had in our family, so my stepbrother, he peed the bed until he was 10. And then Isaac was, I won't say what age he was just because I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass him in case he ever listened to this. But anyway, so he was having, <laughs> he's the only one of our kids that was having nighttime accidents for a long time. And I remember we would do things where we would, if anyone's dealing with this, like, peeing them so some of them just sleep so deep that they just they don't get the messages to the brain they can't interpret them in their sleep and so he was wetting the bed for a really long time and I still remember he would sleep on the top bunk and I'd have to pull this like giant dude down with my arms and walk him like dead asleep to have him go and pee in the middle of the night so that's another thing you can always do is if you're finding that your kids are wetting the bed, you can always do a dream pee, which is what we were told by experts, like fold in the dream pee. Um, it can be a really great way to like help their body regulate to the fact that I either have to hold on or I will wake myself up in the night. I'll go to the bathroom <laughs> and then I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. We had to do that yeah. too. And it, it actually worked so well. And, and there's a certain age that they hit when the messages actually like make it, even when they're a deep sleeper, like there's cer- certain age mm-hmm. that it actually clicks and it's not the same for everyone. So it's not something, you know, like people get nervous and they're like, my kid's five and they're still wetting the bed. And it's like, okay, but that sometimes that happens, especially with a deep sleeper, you know, they can be six, they That's can be right. seven, you know? So it's just, That's it really right. depends. But um, winter has a funny thing where she has such a sensitive nose, like she's really sensitive to smell. And so um, Mm. she smells 
the poo. And that's why I think that's why she likes to poop on the big potty better than the little potty because then like it's, you know, goes into water and it like doesn't smell as bad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she'll be like, oh, she'll be like, what's that smell? And then uh, I'll be like, oh, you know, she goes, oh, she's like, did you toot? And I'm like, no, it wasn't me. And she goes, oh, (laughs) it was me. And then she goes, uh, and then she like is about to throw up. And on multiple occasions, she's actually thrown up from smells. Like if it's one of the kids tooting. Yes. Or like whatever it is, she has like a crazy um, sensitive nose. So like even, you know, dog food, like whatever it is, like there's certain smells that really throw her and she's, she'll like start trying <laughs> and then we're no. all cracking up because she's two and a half right so she'll be like oh what's that did you too and I'm like no it wasn't me oh <laughs> it was me you know? oh my god are you afraid like, to fart in front of her oh I'm afraid oh, of any smell around her because I'm just like she's going to like the, there was one day when she We came home and the house smelled like food had been cooking. It was like garlic and onions and like Sonia was cooking something. Mm. And she walked in and she goes, oh, it smells so good in here. And I remember feeling so relieved because normally if she talks about anything, I'm like, she's going to start throwing up, you know, like she'll. Oh, gosh. How funny. Smells a weird smell and then she'll puke. Like it's crazy. She's like, nope, I'm good. (laughs) That's foul. Wow. I know. That's so interesting. Oh, they're all so different. I know. That is just, that's the beauty. That's what I love about having so many kids is that they all come out. You're the same (laughs) two parents. You raise them the same, the same morals, all the things, give them the same things. And yet they're all completely different. Uh, Well, I think that'll do us today for this episode of the Mother Days, (laughs) our random 90s peeing, toilet training mashup of an episode. 90s nostalgia um, episode. So, so good. Well, thank you, Daisies. We love you. Um, We'll be back soon. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye.